0: Welcome to Flavor Text, a podcast where we explore the intersection between lore, story, and gameplay for Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Terror 8 and I'm joined as usual by my Yuletide colleague, Kevling. How are you, Kevling? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just getting ready for Christmas.
1: Yes, yes so- I guess Yuletide will. <laughs> it's a week before Christmas, isn't it, as we record this, and it'll probably be after Christmas by the time it goes out, and it won't mean anything anymore. But yes, <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, you know, i just been oh, really busy leading up to Christmas. Um, people keep asking me for the video version of uh, of the um mm. Background to the Forgotten Age, and I just haven't gotten
1: around to it. How <laughs> funny is that in the fact that you were asking me, shall I do a video or shall I do an audio? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, we always release the audio anyway. <laughs> yeah. And we can do the video later. Is anyone really interested? <laughs> and, and so you've just been swamped, haven't you? <laughs> well, Where's the video? Where's the video? Yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't been swamped. Good,
0: good friend of mine, Jason, friend of the podcast, friend of the channel, has been asking for the video version. And I feel bad that I haven't gotten it done. So <laughs> uh, I, I do want to do it. So yes, sorry, Jason. Uh, I will. Uh, I, I'll get it done in the next week or so. <laughs> Yes, so yes, but anyway, this week, this week, you know, normal job is done, so I can get back to you know, getting ready for Christmas and doing Arkham stuff. That's uh, that's on my agenda. So, um, so what have you been up to uh, Arkham wise or other games wise? Well, Arkham wise,
1: I'm still on Tenterhooks waiting for Scarlet Keys to land in the UK. Oh, uh, I think. Th- I think our copy might have land, might have hit our local store mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday this week. Right. It was supposed to have arrived on Wednesday, and I was there. <laughs> I'm going to have my Arkham. I'm going to have my Arkham. <laughs> no, it's not here. Should have arrived today. Brilliant. It didn't arrive today. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I've not had a chance to pop back and pick it up, so I'm hoping it's there now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've not done any Arkham at all since we last recorded. Mm. Um... But PlayStation-wise, I have played and finished God of War Ragnarok. Ooh, wow. Wow. You really crushed that. Absolutely amazing. Um, I think I put 51 hours into it so far. Oh, okay. And the amount of game in there is incredible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The side, every side story, it, it almost feels essential. Mm. Um. And there's loads of side stories and bits open up after the game's finished as well, which is good, just to keep you going back mm-hmm. and have something. There's a whole new region you unlock mm-hmm. and that grows as you explore. It's really, oh, okay. really good. And and I just want to, someone to talk to the story, talk about but the story. It's there's a there is a moment. If anyone's played it, they'll know, and I'm going to be very, very careful what I say, but there is a moment right near the end of the game where my something happened on screen and my jaw hit the floor. Oh, I did okay. not see that coming. Wow. That was a complete surprise, and I can't talk to anyone about it. I say I can't talk to anyone oh, about, it. Okay. Talk to <laughs> any about it. My youngest hit that point yesterday, yes. and I was actually finally able to talk to them yeah. about it. But, uh, oh. Oh. yeah, absolutely amazing game. Loved it. Oh, so well. That's
0: uh, I really do want to play it because, apart from Elden Ring, they they kind of really tussled it out for Game of the Year, really, didn't they? They uh...
1: yeah, they sort of had to alternate the awards, didn't they? So that <laughs> they both got a similar number. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Them them and uh, Rabbi uh, Bill Clinton were the uh, talk of the talk of the Game Awards. <laughs> oh i didn't yes. see that one coming <laughs> no no
1: definitely
0: not oh yeah i really want to play it and um so when when it opens up is it like the last one where it's just a lot of grinding or is it open opens up in a in a sort of a good um, way or
1: in fairness it is a slow start yep and my wife my 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 like i say my youngest has been playing it my wife watched me play it mm. and she's like well Nothing's happening. When's yeah. it, it going to get interesting? And it, 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 it's almost like getting you back into the swing of things. And, yep. and again, spoilers for the first one. The first one ends, doesn't it? Have you, have you played the first one? I have, yep. Yeah. And it ends with that dream sequence, doesn't it? That uh, Thor turns up at your front door. Yeah. Yep. And that literally does happen within like the first hour of the game. But it doesn't quite go the way you would expect that encounter to go. I'll just say that. Okay, it's really, really good. Interesting, yes. fantastic. It's... Oh well, I and, and they, they, they 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 also do an up on you, and you probably will make you cry within the first ten minutes as well. Okay. So uh, wow. yes, some some good stuff in Incredible. there. Yeah, story wise, it's a bit of a bit of a slow trek at first, sure. but then when the story really does start hitting, it's just mm. it just ramps up and ramps up wow. right to the end. Wow. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. Well, Kevling recommended there you go uh, yeah well that's definitely one I
0: want <laughs> to play and I definitely want to play it's Horizon not Zero Dawn the follow-up as well those two are, uh, yeah. Forbidden West
1: yes Yep. Yeah. I've got that one still in shrink we had a ah, yes. stupid offer in our, one of our local stores in December yeah it, they reduced the price of a DualShock down to £35 oh that's good and then they really they reduced Horizon to £35 oh but then they said, if you buy a PS5 game and a DualShock, you get thirty pounds off. Wow! So that's I think I got so I got a ju- I got a DualShock and the New Horizon game for like forty forty five pounds. That's a great deal! Wow! So yeah, so even if I didn't want the game, that's a cheap DualShock. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> all the other way around. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. So yeah, that'll be my next one. I think. Yes. I I enjoyed Horizon, mm. but I didn't love Horizon. Mm. If that makes sense, mm. it's one of those games I felt like I was supposed to enjoy rather than I actually did. Yep, yep. I found the combat quite frustrating, and I ended up whacking it right yeah. down to the easiest yeah. level just yeah, yeah, so because yeah, yeah. I was more interested in the story. Yes, great story. But, uh, I'll yeah. see how the, see how the second one goes. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Awesome.
1: And what about you? What have you been up to? Uh,
0: still playing Dark Matter. So, still getting through. It's that still good. It's uh, yeah, it is. It is um, getting to the end of that. We we're supposed to finish it this year because uh, my, my in my gaming group at the sort of local game store, we're doing Scarlet Keys next year. So, uh, but we haven't finished uh, Dark Matter. So, I think we're we've got two more scenarios to do, something like that. So, so getting there. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So done done that. Um, I have my Scarlet Keys, so that's that came through. So I, I don't get the, I, I don't understand why. <laughs> you know, I can't see why Australia would get them before the UK. <laughs> Makes no sense in nah. any way. Um, and what else uh, apart from apart from that? I've been I've been trying to get through some of my old games that have been sitting there staring at me. So I un un uh, video games. So I unfurled. Um, um, The Evil Within Part 1, which is about 10 years old now, survival horror sort of Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Oh right, Uh, yeah. It it sort of harkens back to those and it's quite good but the save system is
1: incredibly frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Is it one of these where you have to get to a save point to be able to save? Well it
0: automatically it kind of it, it, it automatically saves at certain points,
1: oh, but there doesn't seem you, to be any. You, you've got no control visibility over or it. control over when that happens.
0: And, and so there are times when it does it and you're like, oh, why has it done it? And then other times it doesn't. You die and you end up doing the same bit over <laughs> and over. and uh, And there's this one bit where there's these sort of traps and. You have to sort of run. It's a classic you know, survival horror. You've got to run through sort of this series of traps and there's something chasing you. And I did it about 20 times. But the problem was to, from the save point to that point took about 30 seconds. Yeah, back in the room. Oh. Nah, nah, nah. Wait for the door to open. Wait for the cuts. It's, ah. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm nearly yeah. at the end of it. So uh, I'm... Um, Yes, so I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing that. So apparently, the second one's better yeah, than the first one. So, uh, I'm, uh, yes, I'll play that one next. Let's see. Admittedly,
1: there were a couple of annoying bits in God of War that were a little bit like that, where you were having like a boss fight, and then when you'd respawn, you'd have to. It would get you back to where you were having to crawl through slowly through a tunnel, yeah. which is obviously to hide a PS4 loading screen. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> to get. But you don't need on a PS5 to get out uh, to then for the boss battle device, and then you die again. You have to crawl uh, through the tunnel and yes. have the same conversation uh, with Mimir on your belt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, yes. that was it's not much of a low point no. if that's the worst thing about yeah, the whole game. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, and I've learnt how to play Unfathomable, so uh, ah yes, so uh, convinced the rest of the family we're going to have a, a good, good game. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, looking forward to playing that over the the holidays. Uh hopefully I get Excellent to be the traitor. Stuff. So <laughs> So uh yeah, that's that's what I've been uh that's what I've been up to. So yeah. And of course we we, we did play we did play the, the opening scenario of Forgotten Age a couple of weeks ago as well, didn't we? <laughs> you
1: could say we played it, yes. <laughs> we we did get smacked around a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> well,
0: it wouldn't be the Forgotten Age if we didn't get smacked around a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's all part of the Forgotten Age, isn't it, to get uh, monsters. It is, it is. <laughs> uh, I was just about to say, so what did we do last time, Kevling? And I realised there was no last time because we're here no in a brand new campaign. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, the Forgotten Age. Yeah. Yeah. So as as I've mentioned on this podcast before, mm. the Forgotten Age was my first proper Arkham campaign that I was able to play along as it released. Yep. I got into the game towards the end of Carcosa, mm. so it was like I was playing catch up on Dunwich and Carcosa. But yep. yes, it it is. It, I mean, it's not something you get with the new, the new style campaign packaging, no. but the the fact that you know one campaign, one say one scenario per month, as the story yes. slowly unfolds. And yep. Yes, yeah, it was uh, absolutely amazing, and I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know any better in terms of how <laughs> hard or easy it was. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, I, I, um, I do have very powerful memories of playing the untamed wilds because um it it, it was uh and we'll talk about that more pro- but it was very discouraging to to, to, to fail so badly <laughs> the first yeah. scenario it really doesn't matter if you do but it, you know it, it was quite disheartening i remember uh when playing it um for the first time again yeah. monstered
1: um, yeah I, I... I remember playing it with... We we had a group mm. that used to meet and play Arkham, and we worked all the way through from Night of the Zealot. We went through Dunwich. We went through Carcosa. We only got halfway through Forgotten Age. And everyone just found it so crushingly, or not awful, crushingly difficult yep. that they gave up. And since then, one of them has even sold his organ collection. Ah. So, rather... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping I'm not to blame for that making them play forgotten.
0: It's but... it's the dark souls of of, of campaigns, <laughs> 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 to borrow a phrase. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Now, it, it it is a great campaign. I really love it. Yes, but. We'll talk about that in more detail yeah, as we work through it. Absolutely. So,
0: where should we uh, start, Kevling? Should we start with the prologue? Yeah, let's start with the prologue because um, what's interesting is that this is a little bit like uh, the gathering. The prologue starts with sort of these diary entries, right? It's sort of stuff that's happened in the past. Okay.
1: Shall I pick the prologue? Up yeah. Then? Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. T- Tuesday, June the second, nineteen twenty-five. There will be no rest for us this summer, it seems. Today, I met with Harlan Ernstone, a historical theorist at Miskatonic University and an old friend of mine. He said he'd had a job offer for me, but frankly, I didn't know what to expect. Harlan introduced me to an associate of his, Alejandro Vela, a distinguished historian from across the southern border. Mr. Vela is a graduate of a prestigious university in Mexico City and has spent many years researching the Aztec Empire. He claims that he has found evidence regarding the existence of an unheard-of Aztec city-state called Etzli. His strange and unprecedented findings were not accepted by the university, and he's become a pariah among his peers. Alejandro came to Arkham to seek funding for an expedition into the rainforests of southern Mexico, where he believes that the ruins of the Etzli Altepetl lie undiscovered. His description of this city-state's origins defies modern understanding of Mesoamerican history, Despite this, or knowing my old friend because of this, Harlan is enthralled by Alejandro's discoveries. Miskatonic University has agreed to fund the expedition, albeit meagerly, and Harlan wants me to go along. The way I see it, there's a good chance we're looking for something that doesn't even exist, but if there's even a slight chance these Etley people existed, the historical significance would be profound. We debated the issue for some time, but in the end we accepted Alejandro's offer preparations are underway and we should be setting off by the end of the month with any look we'll have this journal filled with all manner of interesting discoveries if not perhaps it'll be a nice wedge to place between harlan's lopsided desk <laughs>
0: fantastic actually i just looked looked up what meso-american was because i'm like i've read that a few times but I actually don't know what it means so it's just on wikipedia but it's it's a historical region and cultural area in southern north america and most of Central America so it goes from Mexico through Belize Guatemala El Salvador Honduras Nicaragua and the north and northern Costa Rica so there you go it's a sort of, mm-hmm. that's the that's the sort of area um, yeah so it's a great start and like and I, I didn't think about it at first but it's it's you know usually in the last couple of campaigns things have been in the present you know what I mean but this yeah. like the first campaign is sort of Written about the past, so it already tells us that somewhere along in this campaign we're going to be back at the present. But at the moment, everything we're doing has happened in the past because these are diary entries that we. It's not
1: hugely in the past though. Unless, oh, are you thinking without this that the whole of the Forgotten Age is a series of diary entries? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, but it's not because we get to a, a point where it's we're back in the present. But at the beginning, where these diary entries have been written about the past, so we'll go from diary entries to no longer diary entries at some point.
1: yes, uh, that will happen so um okay, because mm. I was looking at the times that this was set in, and this when you look at it, zealot night of the zealot, I think you can see is set in september nineteen twenty five mm-hmm Dunwich, there's no dates in the Dunwich campaign book, but the Dunwich Horror itself was set in 1928. Yep. And Dunwich Legacy was some months later. Uh, and there's no dates on Carcosa, but this is starting in June 1925. So, so far, this is the earliest set Arkham. Yes. Yep. At least in terms of the card game. I can't speak for any of the other games. So it's only a, it's not much of a fact, but uh that's the nearest I've got to an interesting fact to start this campaign off. Yes. We are earliest in time. This is happening before Night of the Zealot.
0: Yeah, interesting, huh?
1: Yes. So uh I mean it and and it ends after Night of the Zealot yes. It ends it ends yes. in December and even in nineteen thirty four, depending on certain little yeah, yeah, spin off yeah. parts of yeah. the story. But uh yeah, at this point this is the earliest bit of Arkham mm, we
0: interesting, that. yeah. 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 Yeah, but quite a um quite a nice benign, relatively benign start. Like, you know, sometimes there could be quite you know, like the the gathering one sounds quite foreboding and, you know, the ghoul's yes, hunger yes. and all this. This one seems quite benign, really. We're just going on a jolly little adventure into the jungle and probably nothing. We'll probably not find yeah, anything just, and isn't it all fun just, and
1: <laughs> just <laughs> some that. bog standard academic research what right. could possibly go wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah so uh, it's great that it sets it up like that that it's you know there's there's in fact there's a distinct lack of threat you know what i mean whereas in Mm. the previous ones even carcosa to a degree but less maybe a bit less so but there's you know dunwich and the gathering you start with a, a a distinct distinct amount of threat even in carcosa they talk about things happening with the play and people dying but with this one the only thing that gives you any hint is that it's sort of something unusual or undiscovered, but it's pretty benign.
1: Sort of start, really. Yeah. What could go yeah, wrong? <laughs> the, the way it's worded, there you're not expecting to find anything anyway. No. You're half expecting to come back with an empty book to put under his uh, wonky table leg.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 sort of all very you know hey ho. <laughs>
1: One interesting thing there at the end of the prologue, we didn't read it out, but it's part of the setup. It mm. says, "If Ursula Downs, Leo Anderson, or Monterey Jack was chosen as an investigator for this campaign, choose one of them to be the expedition leader." Uh, I think I mentioned it before. Monterey Jack. Mm. He he. At this point, who, who's Monterey Jack? <laughs> where do I find Monterey Jack? I haven't got Monterey Jack in my set, yeah. you? <laughs> Uh and he he didn't turn up until Edge of the Earth. So that's like what. Five years later, maybe? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was a nice touch, just having somebody referenced there that didn't physically exist in the game at that point. No, and not for a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. since. Is it worth just briefly touching on the new mechanics oh, that yes, come in then at this point? Oh, yes, Absolutely, yes. So, yeah, if we just flip back to the start of the book, Ooh. there some new rules. We've got the... The rule of seal. So some cards have the seal keyword. Yep. So when that happens, it would say seal. For example, the elder sign token. The elder, the elder sign token. Uh, yeah. So what that means is you have to search the chaos bag for that token, and it you you seal it onto that card. So it's no longer available as an option in the chaos bag uh, until that card leaves play. Which or some other which, yeah term releases it. Which yes. has been used. Like it's used by player cards
0: now. I mean it's a really core sub mechanic, I suppose you might call it. I mean it's it's yeah. really common, particularly mystics, right? They do a lot of sealing of
1: they do, they do you know, yeah. some
0: weaknesses, uh seal things away and yeah. Yeah, so there's the seal. Yes. There's the um just looking now, one of the others is the um Alert. So alert. This is the first time that alert came up. So this is essentially the evasion version of retaliate. Essentially. Yeah. So if you're looking to evade an enemy, if they have alert and you fail, then they attack
1: you. Basically. Yeah. Yep. We we talked briefly about the supplies that they don't do anything on their own, but they will get referenced through the story. Yep. Uh, the next one is Vengeance. Mm-hmm. So this is this works similar to Victory. So instead of having Victory X on a card, it would say Vengeance X. So essentially, you treat it like a Victory card. It goes into the Victory display, but Vengeance will get tottered up by some game mechanic yeah. so to be revealed later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, there is. There's a new kind of weakness, which is sort of campaign mode only. Sort of weaknesses. Um so <laughs> there's a few of those.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that that was they were really interesting, weren't it, those yes. campaign style weaknesses that it's basically like a weakness that um, evolves throughout the course of the campaign. Mm. So once it turns up, it would then get replaced by the next version of Ooh. it, and it's almost like the weaknesses themselves are telling a story.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, they're they're very some they're of them quite brutal, brutal, but they're really really <laughs> clever. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then there's of course the big one, which is the exploration uh, mechanic.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and this is one of the sort of fundamentals mm. of this campaign, isn't it? It yeah. crops up time and time again as yeah. we're exploring the jungle. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, again, I think we touched on it on some of the previous mm. scenarios where they've tried to do that um, yep. that way of, of exploring and not knowing what's coming next. But yes. this is where the, it was sort of crystallised down into a proper set of rules that sort of manage how these locations will come out. Yeah uh and it and it and it got tweaked and substantially improved in the return version, didn't it? But for now, we're just going to talk about the basic campaign version, so essentially, where there's an explore deck, you will build a deck of locations and sometimes treacheries as well yep. um and so when you' are told to explore um You'll say explore for a connecting location, for example. You will keep revealing cards from that deck until you either find a connecting location that matches Mm. what you're looking for or a treachery. Uh, If if you pull out multiple uh, locations that don't match, they will get mixed back into the deck and shuffle back up again afterwards. Um, but if it's a treachery, then you resolve it just like any other treachery. But then it goes into the discard pile and it's out of the explore deck. Then yeah. so you you sort of thinned out the the non locations in the deck and yeah. improving your chances. You've you've had to take some sort of negative effect, but then you've improved your chances of successfully exploring later. Yeah, I think that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's
0: really great. It really kind of brings to life that idea of exploring into the unknown what's going to happen. Definitely. Uh, it's uh, yeah, and, and it gives you an extra, I mean, it really kind of gives you, not only does it give you an extra thing to do, but also it's an extra thing you have to do. So, you know, whereas in previous campaigns, generally, you know, locations just open up before you as you sort of move, move through a space. This is really different there. You actually have to physically take effort Yes, you do move automatically to the location once you've explored it, right? But um, it still takes physical effort to find something rather than just, oh, I'm just moving to this location and then it gets uncovered and that kind of thing. Or I've got to spend a couple of clues and then I can go through that location. It really kind of tries to give it that idea of really kind of going through the wilds, trying to find Mm -hmm. the way through. I think it does a really good job of sort of bringing that to life. In the card game in a really nice way. I really like it. Yeah. And I like the way um, it really, the thing I really like about what it does is it gets you involved immediately having to sort of choose your provisions because it could have just said you get your supplies and you go. But it's great the way it sets you up by choosing these provisions, particularly the first time. I mean, once you kind of know what they do, but that first time you're like, oh, what should we take? Because you can't take everything, obviously. Uh, It's great the way it kind of gets you involved even before the scenario starts. Yeah
1: yeah and it, and it's tied in with the narrative as well because yep. the 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 logic is the mis- you're being funded by the university but not very much no. so you' you're not going to be able to take much with you and it's yeah. sort of playing into that part of the story there which I quite like
0: yes and it's 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 like it really is a bit of a lottery uh when you've not played before it's like, well, what the hell am I going to take <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, and what things I should say? Yeah, spoilers to anyone listening. If you haven't played the Forgotten Age, uh, I think you better play it first.
1: <laughs> um, yes, we've but, not giving anything away yet, but <laughs> yes, from this point on, all all uh, holds are off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, once you know, you've got to
0: take provisions and medicine, which you would anyway. But you know, they're they're very they're pretty vital.
1: Um, yeah. And as I did start making some notes against mm. each of the provisions as oh, to when yes. they were used and what the benefits and or what the, what the impact was. Yes. Um, I've not finished it yet. I've only gone through the interludes, ah, but some okay. of them have got in-scenario yes. benefits, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the provi- prov- like you say, provisions of medicine, mm. they trigger in three of the first four interludes. So one, yep. three, and four, they trigger in each of those um, and... In that, yeah, provisions loses you three resources for the next scenario, and medicine uh, will give you a physical trauma. Mm. It will give you a physical trauma if you're poisoned. Let me get that. I think that's the right way around, yeah, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have medicine, I mean, sorry, yes.
0: And, yeah, and not taking the map, you know, I would say that's essential. I think you know, most people would probably think it's pretty essential for the first scenario.
1: Definitely, yeah. yeah. You, you, that the whole exploration mechanic is yeah. much easier once oh, you have the map.
0: Completely. Because um, you really just then... Otherwise, you're just completely at the mercy of the random trolls from the exploration deck. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Blanket is also fairly important in the early part of the game as well because that triggers an interlude 1 and 4, giving you a mental or a physical trauma, your choice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is one thing that this campaign is infamous for, isn't it? And that is the level of trauma it deals out. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yes. It's it's almost like it's teaching you that your physical and mental health or stamina or whatever, I've I've had a mental block and I've forgotten what the official term is. Your health and your sanity, that's it, isn't it? Your health and your sanity are more mere resources for you to use as part of the game, and they will get used up. Yes, Exactly. Yes, so, uh, so it gets you involved, gets you choosing your resources.
0: All sounds good, and hey-ho, we're off to the Untamed Wilds.
1: <laughs> I also like as well, the amount of resource you can take varies depending on how many players yep. are in the game, just yes. to make sure you can't overload yourselves by having more players. You don't get an unfair advantage or benefit. Or an unfair disadvantage if you're playing on your own. Yes. So, like, one investigator can take 10 points worth, two investigators, seven each, mm-hmm. three investigators, five each, four investigators, four each. Mm. So, um, So
0: yes, we uh,
1: – so that, that sort of sets up, and then it jumps, uh, jumps a month,
0: essentially a month later, right? Um, yes, yes. Uh, so, sort of jump in time to the next diary entry, which is sort of 20 well, – days later uh, which is the beginning of the first scenario Uh, and this is quite different to the previous diary entry (laughs) Uh, it's been a hell of a day we've just set up camp along the northern border of the rainforest where alejandro believes the etzli once dwelled the jungle here is dense and untamed the sky hides above the tree cover but i can tell from the crisp breeze that storm clouds are brewing overhead The dangers of our expedition have been explained to us many times. We are hundreds of miles away from any sign of civilization. Nobody in modern times has yet to pierce the heart of these wilds. Until now, nobody has had reason to try. After all, it wouldn't make sense to find Aztec ruins in this region of Mexico, and yet here we are, looking for ruins that may not exist in a place where, by all accounts, they should not. Already one of our surveyors has fallen ill And another has been bitten by a viper I'm starting to think the rainforest Doesn't want us here If this luck persists Ours will be the shortest expedition In Miskatonic University history Tonight we rest Tomorrow we venture into uncharted wilds So um, I'm still disappointed
1: that they didn't say Untamed wilds mm. It's the name of the scenario
0: (laughs) yeah yeah but uh quite a contrast to the first one so clearly it's a lot harder than they'd ever imagined so it's setting up that idea of you know these these american city dweller academics sort of just you know charging headlong into the wilderness really don't know what they're doing unprepared and they've just found <laughs> it a lot more difficult than they ever imagined uh, and it's going to get worse (laughs) and it also sets up it's also foreshadows the fact that you know yes there's going to be enemies but the jungle itself is going to be an enemy like your physical environment is going to be particularly challenging
1: excellent So we've done the prologue and the introduction, Mm -hmm. we've covered all of the new mechanics Mm. that arrive as part of the Forgotten Age, so I guess we dive into the cards themselves? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'll I'll start with just the scenario card mm. with the um the chaos symbols on. Mm. So it's our first reference to vengeance here. Your skull on easy standard is minus X, where X is the number of vengeance points in the victory display. So that already gives you a clue there that as your vengeance points grow, the skull is going to get worse and worse <laughs> throughout the scenario. Yes. Uh, and obviously, before you play, you don't know where vengeance <laughs> points are going <laughs> to mm. come from, but. Essentially, they're all on similar types of enemies, aren't they? Mm. So you're, you're building up this particular enemy's vengeance against you by defeating his people, yep. so to speak. Yep. Uh, your cultist is minus X, which is the number of locations in play. So again, that's going to get worse mm. as you start to explore. Yep. Uh, up to a cap of five. Uh, minus X for the tablet, where X is the number of cards in the exploration deck. So that's almost the opposite. Mm. So as you explore, the courtest will get worse, but the tablet will get better. Yes, basically. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and your elder thing is minus two. But if you're poisoned, this test will automatically fail instead. So poisoned, again, is another new thing in this Mm -hmm. campaign, isn't it? It's a set of... Weakness cards that will get doled out to you at certain points during the campaign.
0: Yeah, yeah. So poison doesn't work like you might imagine. That you lose a, you know, physical strength every turn or something like that. It it it, it kind of consigns a sort of. Yeah, things like auto-fails and those sorts of things. And to
1: up it's up an things ongoing things. effect, really, so isn't it, so. that then other cards or yep. things will refer to, if you are poisoned, then X, it's, otherwise right. Y. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Yes. Looking at the hard expert side of the card, it's very similar, um, where the skull is your vengeance points plus one. Uh, the cultist and the tablet are the same, but with the cap removed from the cultist, and the tablet having a minimum of three, mm-hmm. so again, just making it worse all around, and your elder thing is minus three again if you're if if you're poisoned, it automatically fails, but again, then, if you're not poisoned and you fail, you then get poisoned, <laughs> so just yeah. to make it doubly worse yeah exactly yeah. yes, okay, mm. so shall we dive into the uh scenario itself now then yeah
0: so um so the uh, agenda for this agenda 1a starts with it has a rather comforting picture of a bloody hand and a knife against <laughs> <guess the> a wall <laughs> uh, and says expedition into the wild your expedition has ventured far into the rainforest of southern mexico in search of a forgotten aztec city state what what will you find when you head deeper into the untamed jungle? So that's the and there's this action which is explore, which is draw the top card of the exploration deck. If it is a connecting location, put it into play and move to it. So it takes an action, but if it's if it's one that's connected, then you automatically move to that other location. So that's the agenda. So that's and you've got six doom there, so you've got some time to do some exploration at the beginning.
1: Then on the Act side, uh, Act 1A is exploring the rainforest. Today, you depart from your camp in order to find the ruins Alejandro seeks, that is, if they even exist. Uh, the objective is when the round ends, investigators at a non campsite location may spend the requisite number of clues, which is three per investigator as a group. To advance so that's the scene set really isn't it we start off at our campsite we need to go exploring yeah. and we need to find three clues each to be able to progress the story simple as that
0: exactly um, and yeah, most of the time maybe the very t- first time you play you might not get there before the agenda but but once you know this scenario usually you can get to act to a usually before the first agenda flips over usually Um, you know barring because a lot of the really a lot of the nasty cards aren't yet in the encounter deck and um, as long as you know what you're doing you should you should be able to get those reasonably okay particularly if you have the map uh, which i think anyone who knows this scenario will probably will so everybody starts at the expedition camp yeah, basically that's it. There's nothing else laid out. That's the other thing. You yes. basically start with just one location. You're literally just facing this jungle. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. Uh and then it's a question of sort of searching from from there and trying to get those clues, obviously as quickly as possible, right? And there
1: are six,
0: are there, jungle locations available in the first encounter deck, is that right?
1: I think it's, yeah, I think it might be, is it three, eight, there's some. There's a couple of ancient locations, aren't there?
0: Oh, the ancient locations yeah. come later, I think. So, or I? Yeah, yeah. So the...
1: There's basically, there's basically there's, yeah, no, there's nine locations in total. Yep. Yeah, and your campsite is a jungle location. So, yeah, sorry, I was thinking when you said jungle locations, I thought you were talking about the explore deck. So, yes, there's six jungle locations, one of which is your campsite.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, five. So then the exploration deck has got five of the jungle locations, and then it's got five of those, you know, lost in the wilds and snake bite, etc. So you've got this sort of deck of ten, uh, and you start at the expedition camp, and then it's a case of trying to find your way uh, and get these clues to to to. And you don't know; it doesn't say what happens when you get the clues. It's it's just sort of you're just literally going searching. Into the jungle to try and find uh, this this uh, this sort of Aztec ruins. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then the, the expedition camp itself introduces a mechanic that lets you manipulate the explore deck if you've got the map. Yes, that's right. Yep. So, um, if I just quickly whiz through the flavor text, the camp is above with both excitement and dread. Some members of the expedition are setting up additional. Uh, Canvas tents for supplies, while others are huddled around an incomplete map of the northern edge of the rainforest. So, again, that's sort of backing up the point where actually you don't really know where you're going. You've got a map, but it's not complete. Uh, And if you do have the map, when you flip the expedition camp to uh, look at the other side, you've got two actions there resign, the wild's too dangerous. Or as an action, you can check your supplies and if you've got the map, you can look at the top three cards of the exploration deck, place one on the bottom and the other two on the top in any order. So if you've got the map and you're at camp, you can sort of manipulate the explore deck to give you the locations you're looking for and avoid the treacheries. Potentially, yeah. And that's the top three cards you look at: are all treacheries and then your stuff. Aren't
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> so one one strategy with multiplayer is you just leave somebody at camp, constantly manipulating the the map. Yes, <laughs> and everybody else goes and does their thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, kind of thing. So and that's what we did, isn't it? Yes. Effectively, yes. When we played it, yeah. Uh, and at first, as as we said, there's five other jungle locations in that explore deck. And, for example, while you are at the campsite, three of those locations are connected to the campsite. So you've got three out of five of the locations are connected. So it's just whether or not you're drawing the treacheries. Uh, Other than that, you've got good odds of finding um, a connecting location.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So by using the map, get the treacheries out of the way, get the locations you want to the top of the deck. Yes, and off you go. Yes, and there's a bit of flavor text here as well, isn't there? Right, oh, it's full of flavor text. Oh yes, yes. I missed that. It's the name of the podcast as well. <laughs> the expedition has staked its claim on the jungle, and the jungle doesn't seem all too happy about it. <laughs> it's
0: interesting how it's kind of characterising the jungle as a almost like a monster, you know, like a enemy. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: us versus the jungle.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, now these locations are not two-sided Like the expedition camp Because they're part of the exploration deck So they just come out as they are So the River Canyon Which is uh, which is um, as you would expect It's a river with waterfalls and things It's a four shroud One clue per investigator location And it has an action Heal one damage from an investigator at River Canyon Check your supplies If you have a canteen Heal two additional damage Limit once per game. So you can heal here. And if you've got the canteen. Which is one of the supplies you can heal extra. Although. At this stage of the game. You don't know if you would use it. So much. Don't know. But anyway. The river is deeper than it appears. Ripples along its surface obscure the creatures that lie within. Water cascades into the river from above. Causing a strong steady current. So that's the. That's the River Canyon off the expedition camp.
1: Okay, so I, the next one I have. So you've done River Canyon. Mm-hmm. Next one I have is Rope Bridge. Right, yes. uh, two Shroud, one clue per investigator, and Forced. When you attempt to explore while at Rope Bridge, test evasion of two. If you fail, cancel the exploration, take two damage. Lose all remaining actions, end your turn, and place your local investigator in the River Canyon. And if it's not in play, (laughs) put the River Canyon into play and then shuffle the deck. So, talk about a whole bunch of negative consequences. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you, uh, you, you. You fail the exploration, so the exploration doesn't happen. You get two damage. You end your turn because you've lost all your remaining actions and you've fallen off the road bridge into the River Canyon. Yes, line. yes, exactly. I, I, I love that. Brilliant. It's, it's awful, but I love it <laughs> yeah, in exactly. terms of thematically fitting what you're, what's actually going on in the campaign. You are... Again, it's similar to um, the theatre yes. in Carcosa Where they're actually using almost like 3D in the map there yeah. The rope bridge will be above the canyon Exactly And you fall down
0: into it Exactly yes. And I just said, oh, you won't need the heel at the river canyon Well, I guess if you'd fallen off the rope bridge You probably would want the yeah. heel
1: at <laughs> the river canyon <laughs> So no, this is how this game started. I'm grabbing that canteen now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, presumably these are the untamed wilds, but not so untamed that someone's not r- built a rope bridge. So uh, there Very you go. True. Yeah. The next one is the Path of Thorns. So that's the other. That's a third one that's sort of off the expedition camp, and it's a three-shroud location with um, one clue per investigator. Looks like there's tree, there's there's clearly some kind of Azteci-like structures there. So there's something around here, and these trees have got these horrible thorns on them. So forced, after you fail the skill test while investigating path of thorns, take a damage. So really, again, the, the locations themselves are damaging you if you're not careful, uh, you know, the very environment itself is is challenging. Forced, after you explore while at the Path of Thorns, if the exploration is not successful, take a damage as well. So uh, that's not good. It's like you've gone tearing through and literally got yourself torn up trying to find the locations and things. So, yeah, there we go.
1: So Serpent's Haven, let me just get this right, is connected to the Path of Thorns that you just... Was it the Path of Thorns you just read out? Yeah. Yeah, so Serpent's Haven is connected to the Path of Thorns. Uh two Shroud, two clues per investigator. Each serpent enemy at Serpent's Haven gets plus one fight. Yep. And then as a forced effect, after you investigate or explore while at Serpent's Haven, if you are poisoned, take a damage. Mm. So that's another example there of poisoned having a negative effect on the game. Mm. A lot of uh, snakes. But it does have a victory point, that yes. location. Ah, yes. Snakes, I hate snakes. <laughs> a lot of snakes. Yeah, this really to the sort of Indiana Jones yeah. this sort of this Ooh, as well, doesn't boy.
0: it? <laughs> and the final location that you can access um is called the Circuitous Trail, which just looks like a sort of a jungle sort of impenetrable jungle. It's only a one shroud, one clue per investigator. You think, oh awesome, it's but it's got a victory point. As an additional cost for you to investigate or explore while at the Securitas Trail, check your supplies. If no investigator at your location has a compass, you must spend three resources. And it says, haven't you been here before? So uh, (laughs) this is where you hope you've got Preston with you in the uh, (laughs) the party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or some other rich... uh... yes. Jenny or somebody, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so far, we've had the canteen reference, we've had the map reference, yes. and now we've had the compass reference. Yes. And I think two of those are ones we didn't say you needed on this one, <laughs> so uh, it shows what we know, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, whatever you take, um, you
0: know, you can't That'll take That would be something everything. you should. Yes, so, um,
1: exactly, yeah. You know. So even as a solo player, with you've got 10 points of... Uh, Of stuff to take, but yeah, you won't you won't have everything you need because what you if you take everything you need during the scenario, there'll be stuff you needed in between scenarios that you didn't have.
0: And I think it's worthwhile mentioning that you're doing the exploration, you're getting these locations, you're trying to get the clues, but at the same time, even before the encounter deck is filled further, the encounter deck is full of things that are really kind of holding you back in all kinds of difficult ways. The physical jungle itself, you've got overgrowth, for example, which is a little bit like a locked door kind of effect, which stops you from, instead of finding clues, stops you from exploring from locations. There's something called Voice of the Jungle, which is pretty nasty, that if you don't successfully explore, you take horror. Uh, And there's there's low on supplies, you can get lost. There's, There's all these things that are going on. Snake bites while you're trying to, or maybe not snake bites, I don't know if that's in yet. Oh, probably is actually. Um, but all these things are kind of harassing you and stopping you from, you know, from um, actually doing anything whilst you're trying to explore. So, whilst it stands relatively straightforward, actually, it's not um, particularly the first time you do it because. You're just getting stymied all the time by various things to get these six clues in the sort of, you know, six six times before, six, six doom hits. So I think, I think from a story perspective, I don't know what you think, but they do a great job of bringing this idea of this sort of exploration, which is really quite difficult and challenging and, and hazardous to life, yeah, they really bring Definitely. it to life in the, in, in the cards, I think, in a really great way. So,
1: yes. Fantastic stuff. Yes. So shall we, now that we've explored the jungle part of the map, mm. shall we um, progress the act and the agenda?
0: Yeah, because I think the thing is usually what would happen is you would get through the first act Probably just before the agenda and that's and that's a critical point when that sort of act
1: flips. So Okay, so let's flip the act then. Mm -hmm. So the reverse of Act one Act one B the natives. As you explore the dense jungle you are suddenly confronted by several natives. At first glance they appear to be warriors of an Aztec city state, perhaps even the one you seek, but how could they have survived undiscovered for this long? Even with Alejandro's notes, you are barely able to translate what the warriors say only that they call you Intruder and implore you to leave the jungle at once. You try to explain that you are searching for the Etzli, which causes them to murmur and debate amongst themselves. Finally, one of them speaks to you in rudimentary Spanish. Ixtaca will know what to do with you, Intruder. He blows on a decorated clay ocarina, producing a shrill note that echoes throughout the jungle. The warriors depart as suddenly as they have arrived. Put the set-aside Ichitaka enemy into play at the lead investigator's location and shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck.
0: I didn't know this before, but normally the act deck wouldn't shuffle being the uh, encounter discard pile into the encounter deck, but it does in this case, doesn't it? That's interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's usually an agenda thing, isn't it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, and then before we look at Ichitaka, let's just read mm. the Act 2A, Huntress of the Etslip. I don't trust them, Alejandro says as soon as the natives are out of earshot. They mean to kill us, not aid us. If you think this Ichitaka is going to help us find the ruins, be my guest. But I refuse to follow where she leads. You can feel the discomfort and confusion in Alejandro's voice. You can attempt to speak with Ichitaka. Or you can take Alejandro's advice and fight your way to the ruins you seek. So we've got a double objective Mm -hmm. here. Firstly, we either defeat Ichitaka to advance... Or if there are one clues per investigator on each we place her in the victory display and advance. Mm. Yes, here's a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? So
0: So immediately it's setting up a a, a kind of a tension between Alejandro on the one hand and sort of each on the other, um in kind of having to make a decision about whose advice?
1: Yeah, the one thing I don't like about the way that plays out, or maybe it's deliberate, mm. is it's Alejandro is having that conversation here right in front of Ichtaka, because she has just been placed at the lead investigator's <laughs> location, presumably which is where Alejandro is. Yes, and again, spoilers: she's going to have understood every word he said. It's like he's not he's really not backwards in coming
0: forwards about the fact he doesn't, he, like he's not, Doesn't like it's weird. You don't, like, why doesn't he like her? Like, we don't know anything about her. Um, But he's already sort of very kind mm. of anti, you know. It is strange, isn't it, the yeah. way that, that he, yeah. he the
1: reacts? Story, the story will unfold. Yes. that explains a little bit yes. later, won't it? Exactly. But at this point, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, I, I meant all, almost in the gameplay terms, the fact that you have spawned each tacker at your location, mm. and then this conversation happens. It's almost as though that conversation should be happening. Yes. If she's somewhere yes. else,
0: exactly. Or, or,
1: exactly. Or maybe if it's a multiplayer game, mm. yes, it's tackers at the lead like lo- investigator's location, but then how's that? How's Alejandro talking to you if she's not there? Yeah. It just feels a little bit clunky and not right to me that yeah. Bit, yeah, but... yeah, I know
0: what you mean. And and frankly, yeah. pragmatically, what you do with each is really going to depend on the strength of the party. So if the party is weakish on intellect things, then you're gonna go you're gonna go the BIFO. If uh the biffo. If uh, <laughs> the biffo. If, if, <laughs> if if uh if if you've got because Pali test four is not small, so you need a fairly good good way to test for that. Fight is pretty high, and her evade is so she's a tough customer because she's a five four four. She's got alert and retaliate, and she hits for two uh, physical. So she's not a pushover. So you're gonna basically just you know choose the thing. And the problem is, is fighting and evading is gonna get her. You could get attacked anyway so in a way parley yes. is easier because you don't get to retaliate from parley right you can definitely just do it again so usually i although, think although it, it
1: says if you fail the parley oh she attacks she's ready she attacks you oh so, okay there it goes <laughs> so yeah it, every single every single way of progressing has a negative effect yep. on you if you fail
0: <laughs> exactly it's not easy at all so um i, I don't think i've ever gone toe-to-toe sort of beaten her up though i think i've always gone the parley
1: path i think yeah. from memory yeah like you say a five fight is quite a different quite not not a, not a pushover by any means
0: no particularly not yeah. in the first scenario i mean you know um so it's not, I, not I just... it's not an easy in fact i think from memory the first time i played we we actually came a cropper with itch taker because we, we could you know, we ended up getting <laughs> monstered by her because we kept failing the, the yeah. roads. Um, I think from memory. So um
1: Yeah. And she's she's four health as well. So if you're going the fight option, you've got to fight her at least twice, depending on what your weapons are. Maybe four times if you're only doing basic attacks. Yep. Yep. At least if you're parlaying, it's just one per investigator. So if you're playing solo, you've just got to pass it once. Yes. And you're through. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I can imagine for some you know, less experienced players, they could literally end the scenario here. Yeah. <laughs> they could. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, quite a difficult kind of bottleneck to, to get through. I mean, once you know it, you kind of prepare for it. You you know what, what you're doing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um,
1: Yes. So. And generally, you investigators will be geared up, or at least someone in the party will be geared up to investigate, seeing as that's the whole point of the game. You are investigators, so exactly. the chances are you will be able to deal with the investigate, because you'll have come across four shroud locations before and been able to get through them.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, the party's all in the one location. They can help throw other, you know, pips in to make sure it happens and all those sorts yeah. of things. So, so yeah, yeah it's 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 not an easy uh, encounter but it's not not impossible either so um and yes
1: beautiful piece of art on each tucker card as well yeah isn't it? With the headdress yeah. and everything yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got a bow at the ready yep. yeah 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 really
0: yeah so it's like she you're you're facing down her with her bow drawn uh yes <laughs> okay so um so while you're doing that probably the agenda will probably flip right shall i uh it will, yeah. look at that yeah sure so that goes to the serpent's attack this is agenda 1b after hours of exploration and futile attempts to map out the wilds you're convinced something is watching your progress Stalking your every move. The shapes of large serpentine creatures slither in the brush all around you. You try to back away, but the creatures have you completely surrounded, hissing at you from all sides. Suddenly, several shapes emerge from the brush. Human-sized creatures with bodies of serpents and arms wielding spears and jagged knives. The creatures are savage, attacking you fiercely. Somehow you manage to flee to safety. Though the sensation that you're being watched remains. Although you survive the encounter, you are confronted with a stark reality. This place is home to creatures beyond your understanding. Then you shuffle the encounter discard pile uh, and the set-aside ancients of Yig, which is the broods of Yig and the serpents of Yoth, into the encounter deck. Each investigator does a willpower test of three. If you fail... Uh, performs the following in order if you are poisoned take a damage and a horror if you are not poisoned put a set aside poisoned weakness into play in your threat area so there you go so now so this is the this is the sort of the challenge and the great thing about this scenario is basically you you've got the jungle and all its sort of various you know encounters difficulties. You've got the Etsley and the Etsley Guardians with their arrows, and you've got the serpent people you've got you've got three factions of things if you like all like <laughs> gutting for you all at the same time it's uh you know, it's it's really hostile. The hostility level is really up there. And you're alone, cut off from, from everything, sort of, you know, surviving in this wilderness. It really is very hostile, isn't
1: it? It sure is. Yeah, everything's against you, uh, which is, I guess, the theme, like you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um... Yeah, well oh should we take the agenda two A then seems we flipped agenda.
0: Um oh, yeah, so so yeah, sorry. Agenda two A is there was once excite the what, what was once excitement has turned to dread. Uh this place is far deadlier than you would have could have imagined. It's though the jungle itself wants you out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back to exploring as well. So yeah. Yeah, basically things are much more difficult than we than we thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, and there are only two agendas in this game, so now you've only got nine turns left. Yeah, that's, that's the that's other
0: it. thing. I mean, yeah, it seems it's pretty brutal <laughs> in terms of yeah. time. I mean, it's up there with Midnight Masks, really, uh, mm. in terms of that. You're right, you've only got nine turns now, and what you've got to get, a, get done in those nine turns
1: a lot. Yeah, at least in Midnight Masks, the map's already out for you yes. and you just go wandering around. You've exactly. got to actually build the map as you go on this one, taking actions to create the map, exactly. doing explorations. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So um, at this point, then we are either fighting or having a nice chat with Ichtaka. Uh, so, yep. presuming we have done one of those two things, yep. um, we at ...advance the act. So act 2B, Ichtaka's response. So here it almost becomes a choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> so depending on which of the two options you chose... So if she has one investigator... ...one clue per investigator on her... ...so you've taken the parley option... ...interesting. You are not simply here to shed blood... Ichtaka says with a spark of wonder in her voice, and you are stunned to hear her speaking with perfect English. So hence she would have heard everything that Alejandro said <laughs> yes, about him not yes, him not trusting.
0: Him. Alejandro <laughs>
1: What were you saying?
0: You say the uh, pigeon Latin A eh, in future eh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So here we remember that Ichtaka is leading the way and we add a cultist token to the Chaos Bag for the remainder of the campaign. Mm-hmm. We shuffle the three set-aside ruins locations into the exploration deck and then we advance to Act 3a, Search for the Ruins. Yep. But if we defeated Ichtaka, it plays out differently. Fools, Ichtaka shouts to you with a pained voice. You do not understand the forces you are meddling with. If you truly wish to die, you will find the temple over the river to the south remember that you fought with Ichtaka. Choose an investigator to take control of Alejandro Vela and add a tablet token to the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign and then shuffle the three set aside. Ruins locations into the exploration deck again, but this time you advance to Act 3A, the guarded ruins. So there's basically... The difference is Ichetaka is either leading the way or you fought with her. You've added a cultist token to the Mm. bag or a tablet token to the bag. You might have Alejandro on your side in play with you, and then you have a different Act Three A to progress to. Yeah,
0: and Alejandro is pretty useful actually. I mean, he takes up a ally slot, but he gives you plus one skill value while investigating an ancient location. And if you're at an ancient location, you can exhaust him and draw two cards. So he's not actually he's pretty good if you've if yeah. you've got him actually.
1: So if I look at the two different versions of Acts three mm. a, uh, I mean sorry just just stepping back there to that, I know I know they have to get us to the ruins yeah. so the story will progress, yeah. but it just doesn't feel right the the way she says, well if you want to die, Temple's just <laughs> going to die off you go. Why well, I'm not sure why she would send you to that unless she's got I mean you've just beaten her yeah. at that point yeah so it doesn't feel right that she would then send you to the temple anyway. I know. But, yeah, I know yeah. I know it's a contrivance to get us to the temple so that the story can progress, because that's where things move on. But uh,
0: I mean, if it was like, you know, you've, yeah. you've sort of beaten her into submission and you kind of, you know, she feels like she's got to tell you type of thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, but you're right, it is a little bit. Like you fools, you don't understand. It's that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, but it it feels more like you've you've given it given her enough of a beating that she's kind of scared enough that she's going to tell you yeah. where you need to go, basically.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, but then, as we'll see, the way the two acts, mm. to the two act threes play out, it does become a lot more difficult for you if you took the fight yep. option. Yep. So if we take one of these each, shall we? If you've taken the parley option, then you are on search for the ruins. If I cannot dissuade you, so be it. Follow me and I will lead you to the place you seek. But heed my warning. Disturb the ruins at your own risk. They have remained hidden for a reason. Alejandro warily keeps a safe distance from tucker as she shows you the way. So now for the rest of the game, each Etsley guardian enemy cannot attack or be attacked and ignore the effects of each arrows from the tree's treachery. So that's like a double bonus there. Yeah. You've now got a safe passage, basically, yes. to the uh, the temple. Yeah. Apart from those extra encounter sets that we've just added to the deck. Yeah. Uh, but the the Etzley Guardians we've come across so far are now un- uneasily on our side, shall we say? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to overtly attack us. Yeah. Uh, and then the objective is three clues per investigator, but you have to be at the ruins of the Etsy to spend the group. The group. The, the clues as a group to advance. Yeah, yes. The
0: other one is each tacker swiftly retreats, and Alejandro places a hand on your shoulder. Thank you for taking my advice. He says, relieved. Not now she's gone. I'll take point from now on. I know the river she speaks of. Come, follow me. Each Esli Guardian enemy gets plus one fight and plus one evade. Each arrows from the trees treachery gains surge. So that's worse. So you really are being harried by everybody in this
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. There's no middle ground for those guardians or the arrows from the no. trees. They either get better or they get worse.
0: Exactly. No. So you really are a brave a brave set of investigators if you're going to take this option really. And uh, same thing if you're at the ruins, but this one you only need two clues per investigator to advance, so it's slightly easier from that yeah. perspective Presumably
1: because your time will be spent fighting all the way there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think Alejandro sort of leading the way, he kind of knows where to, I don't know why he knows where to go, but yeah, it's slightly quicker I suppose. I didn't notice that small difference, but yeah, you only need two per investigator in that case.
1: Yeah. So I guess we look at the ruin locations yep. now. Yep. So the ruins of the Aztecs is the one that we aiming for so That's we'll leave right. that one to mass. Yep. first one I've got is overgrown ruins it's five shroud one clue per investigator forced after you enter overgrown ruins if you are poisoned lose all remaining actions and end your turn <laughs> a dense thicket of flora obscures the route to these ruins Tendrils of vine grip the pyramid steps as though holding on for dear life mm-hmm. so it's a really high shroud five shroud for just one clue each yeah. um, But it's a two victory point location, so it depends how much you want that XP. That sweet, sweet XP. (laughs) Um, The other one is the Temple of the
0: Fang. Great name, the Temple of the Fang. (laughs) Uh, It's only two shroud and one clue per investigator, and it's also a victory too. Temple of the Fang gets plus one shroud For each vengeance point in the victory display So this could either be a really easy Couple of victory points <laughs> Or quite <laughs> difficult Depending on, I think we had a lot of vengeance points in uh, When we played Because we got yeah. a lot of snakes So um, Rising just over the tree canopy Is a time-worn Step pyramid of pale stone A storm of hisses surrounds you From the trees Oof. Ooh, how menacing Yeah So there we go, that's the Temple of the Fang.
1: And then last of all is the Ruins of Etzli, which is where you will seek three shroud, two clues per investigator. Forced, after you fail a skill test while investigating Ruins of Etzli, draw the top card of the encounter deck. Serpent statues carved from limestone surround the central temple, glaring at you ominously from afar. Mm. Victory, two.
0: And the thing about the Ruins of Etzli is you can only access it from Serpent's Haven or the Securitas route. So it's not like you... That's right, you, yes. You, that's the other thing. You might be exploring in the wrong place. So even if it's relatively high in the exploration deck, you know, you've got to be at the right place to access it uh, as well. So, yes, yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite... Quite a difficult run to get to the ruins of Etsley we didn't manage it this time we were close no. but we didn't manage it when we played this scenario so i think it's one of those scenarios where it doesn't matter how experienced you are you're going to make this scenario sometimes and you're not going to make it other times depending on you know a bit like the midnight masks it really is kind of dependent on how things go so i think I certainly went into this prepared that we weren't going to make it because it's quite common not to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess as well, just looking back at Temple of Fang, one thing that uh, should be the idea of it getting plus one shroud for each vengeance point in the victory display. We don't know what vengeance points means at this point. But in the resolution we will find out that Vengeance points means we have angered Yig. So the more we have angered Yig, the more difficult it is to investigate at the Temple of the Fang. So it's just a nice little, little touch there. The way that how you play this story does affect the difficulty of certain tasks within that story.
0: Yeah. So just killing things for the sake of killing things.
1: Uh yes. is not always makes a good idea. You, makes you think twice now, doesn't it? That's yes. Right. We've got this separate tracker now. Yes. What does that mean? Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so um I just did the Ruins of Etsley, so do you wanna do the agenda, perhaps? Or one of the acts? Um
0: Okay, let's leave the axe to the end because that's the resolution. So, yeah. if you don't okay. do that, if you if you stumble around and you don't get to the ruins, which, like I said, happens quite a bit, you end up at. Agenda 2B, which is endless meandering, which is right. (laughs) That's that's a good (laughs) summary of it. You find yourself in an endless loop traversing the same path through the jungle over and over again. No matter which direction you walk, the result is the same. It has been hours, perhaps even days. Meanwhile, you can hear the serpent creatures hissing in the trees, mocking you from afar. Out of food and exhausted from lack of sleep, you collapse against a half-rotted tree. Your vision becomes hazy. Each investigator is defeated. Each investigator who is not poisoned adds the set aside poison weakness
1: to his or her deck. There you go. You've not. You've not gotten there. Hmm. Yep. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that flavor text because it could just be that we were at the place we needed to be. We just ran out of time just to get those last clues. We aren't necessarily wandering lost, having no idea where we are. Mm. But I guess you can only have one yeah,
0: yeah, exactly outcome there. Or oh, you know, it's just that, yeah. that we just don't get we, we don't get there. We get harassed so much that we just never kind of get there, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep.
1: yep. Okay. So. Then over on the act side, uh, the guarded ruins. So again, that is the parley with its tucker yep. path. Uh, so we've got to the ruins of Etsley, and we've spent our two clues per investigator. And I love it when they do this. They have a full art yes. on the back of the uh, the act card. Discovery of a lifetime. What you have found is beyond your wildest expectations. Despite their supposed age, the ruins appear preserved in time. Several aspects of the architecture are strangely futuristic. You set out to investigate at once Resolution 2.
0: Yeah, the other one is identical, except it's Resolution 1. Yeah, so those are your three resolutions, basically. Um, uh,
1: there. It's
0: two, yeah, exactly.
1: Just look back at the campaign guide there. Mm-hmm. So defeat. Then uh, we are Wednesday, July the first, nineteen twenty-five. So that is what two days, yeah, three days later. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, it's the last one was June twenty twenty-ninth, I think 8th. it was. Yeah, twenty-eighth. So, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. that was close. So <laughs> twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Yeah, three days later. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea how we made it back to camp alive. The jungle was more perilous than we could have possibly imagined. This may read like the ravings of a lunatic, but I cannot explain it any other way. Being lost in the jungle was no picnic, but that was the least of our worries. The rainforest was guarded. Guarded by unfathomable horrors. Serpentine creatures, driven by anger and hate, hunting us relentlessly. Perhaps just as deadly were the human natives of the rainforest. They appeared to be Aztec warriors, as far as dress and speech were concerned. Despite the conquering of the Aztec people hundreds of years ago, these warriors somehow survived. How they managed to remain undiscovered this long is beyond us. I thought Alejandro would be excited to learn more about them, but he was more disturbed than fascinated. I suppose he has a right to be incredulous. Nothing about this expedition makes sense. The serpent creatures chased us for what seemed like days. There was only three. Finally, we were able to find our way back to camp, but the price was steep. We had lost all progress we had made, and many of us were injured and afflicted by serpent venom. We have no choice but to send runners to the nearest city for additional supplies and wait to recover from our wounds. So in our log, we've that we were forced to wait for additional supplies. Um, if he ended while we were still on Act 1 or 2, we record that Ichtaka observed your progress with keen interest, because we haven't met her yet, so she's just watching us from afar. And we record that Alejandro followed the investigators into the ruins. Any one investigator may choose to add Alejandro to his or her deck. Uh, if we fought with Ichitaka, then she is wary of us. And it, Alejandro followed us into the ruins. If she's leading the way, we record that we earned her trust. But Alejandro chose to remain at camp. So it's it's all very binary, isn't it? We're, we've either got Ichitaka or we've got... Alejandro, uh, that's the end result. But it's like they will never be seen in the same place at the same time. Uh, and then we, for each vengeance point in the victory display, here is where it, it, it starts to explain what this is all about. Record one tally mark under Yig's fury in your campaign log. Beware the anger of the father of <laughs> serpents, as his fury will haunt you in the future. <laughs> anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, if you got
0: resolution one, which is you four ditch taka got there. It's the it's July second. Somehow, after much toil and many hours of exploration, we found the ruins that Alejandro sought, though we scarcely could have been ready for what we encountered in the wilds of the jungle. The rainforest was guarded, guarded by unfathomable horrors, serpentine creatures driven by anger and hate. They hunted us relentlessly, wielding primitive weaponry and communicating in sharp hisses. Perhaps just as deadly were the human natives of the rainforest. They appeared to be Aztec warriors as far as dress and speech was concerned. Despite the conquering of the Aztec people hundreds of years ago, those warriors somehow survived. Uh, how they managed to remain undiscovered is beyond us. The warrior named Ichtaka was particularly intriguing. We were able to diffuse the initial encounter with her. Uh, oh no, this is the, sorry, this isn't the fight one. This is the, uh, this is the um, Oh, this is the Pali one, Pali isn't it? One. Yes. This is our one, yeah. Um, she helped guide us through the jungle only to disappear mysteriously when we reached the ruins. I have a feeling we have not seen the last of her. Alejandro did not agree with our decision to trust the Etzley warriors. He's decided to stay at camp until further notice. Disturbed as he was by their as he is by their presence i thought that he would be excited to learn more about them but i expect his discovery defies even his broad-minded theories i suppose he has a right to be distrustful nothing about this expedition makes sense we've cleared a route to what alejandro believes is the main temple of the ruins there is little time to rest serpent creatures seem intent on stopping us so we cannot tarry any longer than necessary soon we will enter the ruins to see what secrets they hide so in the campaign log, we've cleared a path to the ruins. Alejandro chose to remain in camp, so he's not coming along. Uh, we've earned each trust and we do the Yigs fury and
1: victory. Excellent. And then resolution two, which is the fighty one. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Thursday, July the second. Somehow, after much toil and many hours of exploration, we found the ruins that Alejandro sought, though we scarcely could have been ready for what we encountered. So this is all the same as before. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, so then it just finishes off. Um we managed to fend off and interrogate their leader, a warrior named Stitch Taka. Before she fled, she warned us not to go near the ruins. Unfortunately for her. We refuse to go home empty-handed. With Alejandro leading the way, we've cleared a route to what he believes the main temple of the ruins. There is little time to rest. The serpent creatures seem intent on stopping us, so we cannot tarry any longer than necessary. Soon we will enter the ruins to see what secrets they hide. So the investigators cleared a path to the ruins. Alejandro followed us into the ruins so one of us can Mm -hmm. add him to our deck. And Ichtaka is wary Mm -hmm. of the investigators. So then again, Fury and Points. Yes. So there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, essentially it's sort of like I said earlier, it's like a binary resolution, isn't it? Either we've got Alejandro on side and we're marching off into the ruins to loot and plunder or whatever. Or ishtaka is ishtaka is with us and Alejandro is going, Sulk I'm him. going with you, I'm back <laughs> here. Right. Yeah, you don't want to do what I it's my, it's my. This was my expedition.
0: <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> I'm not going to play. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my ball and then going. <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to an interlude. Is that a new thing? I can't remember. Um, I should remember, shouldn't I? Think I? I think, think we've had before, we had have Costa we had some interlude things yeah. as
0: well. So we have had them before, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were quite as impactful no, as these interludes though. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and again, this also feels a little bit choose your own adventure, mm, doesn't it? Because it we've is. basically got four paragraphs to read here. Yes, and we the different versions of them depending on what mm-hmm. uh, what supplies we've got. Yes. yes. Um, do you want to take the first one? Yeah.
0: So the first one is is whether um, whether you get a restful sleep or you're tossing and turning. So if you've got the blanket then you get a restful sleep, which is mercifully I was able to sleep through each night. However, while my body rested, my mind was plagued by nightmares. A cavern like a gaping maw bathed in dim red light, the walls slithering with the glimmering scales of a hundred vipers. It might have been better that I hadn't slept at all. And that's, you get no suffer, no ill effects. However, if you've got tossing and turning, this feels a bit edge of the earth too. There's a bit of You know, the feeling with that as well, isn't there? Those nights in the jungle, I barely slept. A strange fog rolled through the camp each night, plunging the air into an intense, peculiar cold. My bedroll offered some protection against the elements, but we hadn't been prepared for this unnatural weather. Flies and mosquitoes buzzed in my ears every time I began to drift off. Even when I finally slept, I would soon be startled awake by a crawling insect or lizard across my face. I wager I'll get very little sleep on this journey. And you suffer a mental or a physical trauma. Your choice. Oh, that's, well, that's nice. You choose. <laughs> uh,
1: next one is check your supplies. The investigators as a group must cross off one provision per investigator from their supplies. For each provision they cannot cross off, choose an investigator to read low on rations. So... In one way, that's quite nice because you could have just one person. Just I'll I'll take all the rations for everybody and then they just cross them off their supply. Or you can all have one each or or whatever, however you choose to do it. Mm. But if there isn't enough to go round, whoever doesn't get any rations, low on rations, we thought we'd brought enough food and water for everyone. But the journey had taken its toll on our supplies. When the sun rose and it came time to eat... We discovered we were already running out of provisions. You begin the next scenario with three fewer resources. Mm.
0: Yes. Then the the other thing is lead investigator must choose what investigator be the group's lookout. Then that investigator checks his or her supplies. If he or she has binoculars, he or she reads shapes in the trees. Otherwise, he or she reads eyes in the dark. So shapes in the trees most of the nights passed without incident but not but on this night i was startled by the rustling of tree branches along the southern border of our camp's clearing despite the darkness i was able to use my binoculars to see shapes moving in the trees the shapes appeared human but why why do they only watch us from afar what is their purpose you earn two additional experiences you further uh, as you gain further insight into the motivations of the Etsley. um i'm not sure what you learned from that but anyway Eyes in the dark, each night as I watched I didn't just feel watched, I saw the eyes peering out from the inky darkness surrounded our camp, they knew we were there, the yellow eyes watched me alert, my weapons drawn, ready to defend the camp if need arose our eyes met and a darkness seized my heart, you suffer a a mental trauma doling out the trauma
1: yeah And then lastly, check your supplies. Each investigator with medicine may cross it off from their supplies to choose and remove a poisoned weakness from any investigator's deck. Each investigator who still has a poisoned weakness in his or her deck reads, the poison spreads. And so that says, as the days went by, the poison continued to spread through my body. By the second night, my skin was drenched in sweat. I started having difficulty breathing and I began every morning by retching up most of the previous night's dinner you suffer one physical trauma Mm. so yeah chances are at least one of those will have affected you because Mm. you won't have had everything so you're probably coming out of this first scenario with one or two extra trauma on top of any trauma you might have (laughs) received from being defeated (laughs) Uh, so yes uh, it's quite a tough start isn't it
0: it is it is it's not messing around um, you know, it, it, if you're under any illusion before that this was going to be a difficult expedition, you certainly know that by the end of this scenario. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So there we are. So, what do you reckon,
1: Kevling? Yes, it's some of the bit like, like we've touched on some of the bits of the way the narrative seems to fold out feel a little bit clunky and contrived, trying to make the story fit what needs to happen next yeah. but overall i really like the way uh it, it plays out it's already pitching the idea of each tucker against mm. alejandro you're yeah. either siding with one or the other you can't, there is no middle ground mm. uh and and then the whole idea of having the these limited supplies that will have an impact on your progress as well yes uh i like I like all of the mechanics. I don't like how harsh it is. Yeah. Yep. So, for example, not being able to have a decent night's sleep, I'm not sure why that would give you trauma. Maybe it should make, I don't know, make your first couple of investigations slightly more difficult because you're yeah. a bit foggy-headed, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just some. It feels a little bit harsh, but I guess you anything else you'd be creating a whole extra layer of admin to try and track yep. how it affects you whereas it is it is a nice simple one. it one off you start tough yeah uh, yes. <laughs> but but yes it's it's I, I love i love the whole idea of being lost in the jungle exploring trying mm-hmm. to find your way to the location you're trying to search for uh with everything against you the whole way um yeah it it's really good stuff it's just like i say a little harsh. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, i i agree. I, I think it's a I, I think in terms of, you know, bringing to life the difficulty of, of fighting through the jungle, I think it does a really good job of that. And it sets it up narratively great because it all seems everything's going to be all so joyous at the start and that <laughs> everything just, you know, goes downhill from there. You know, you've got the jungle itself you've got the serpents you've got the etzli you've got it's very very hostile environment that you're negotiating very challenging and like you say it's not like the midnight masks where everything's laid out and you can just run around to the different locations you're literally kind of feeling your way through it does a really good job of bringing that that to life i think for me um so i really like it i think it's very atmospheric i think it, you know it doesn't require a huge cognitive load to get what's happening in the story because the mechanics play so well into what's going yes. on i think two things though um i think it's so hostile but the number of victory points you can expect to walk away with is relatively few you know uh Yes, you know it's it's very very stingy on victory points, you
1: know. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's eight in total on locations.
0: Yeah, but the chances and some of those uh, have got really
1: high shrouds.
0: You're gonna be like two or three, you know, probably each attacker and maybe you know one or two others, right? So you're gonna walk away yeah. with two or three XP. So you're not gonna be able to do very much. And you're going to have all this trauma, so you're going to be like, "Oh, quick! I need the hallowed mirror," and all, you know you're going to be doing those sorts of things, um, or you're going to be getting allies on board so you can soak stuff up. I think the interludes are very harsh. I think, yeah, I think they're a bit too harsh, to be honest. I'm not, I don't. They just feel un, I, I, again atmospheric wise, but like you say, you're like just doling out those traumas in the interlude. When you've just gone through a really hard scenario.
1: Maybe, like, instead of the trauma, it was you start the next scenario with one mental damage or one physical damage. So at least then you've recovered it by the time that scenario ends, perhaps. But yes, yeah, exactly. The level of trauma is unprecedented in this campaign. It, it it It
0: is. And, and, and not, and, and I mean, not doesn't happen again. So what i mean I is it a lesser, it, it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. in other campaigns you just don't you just don't experience that level of trauma now once you know the the game this this campaign you can mitigate against it right you can, yes but 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 particularly for that first one it's particularly harsh and i just just think the interlude was just a little bit Little bit on the harsh side because you could start with a trauma from failing the scenario. That's not un, unheard of, and then you're going to yeah. get. You could end up with two or three trauma before you even get to the second scenario, uh, which could be. You know, it just makes it very. Which, again, from a story perspective, you would be
1: feeling very um disconcerted and demotivated. Yeah. But unless you're playing Calvin, and in which <laughs> case is, it is. Ec- an absolute bonus because you're starting each subsequent scenario with improved stats
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so I mean apart from that um, I you know I think it's great I think it's a great scenario um, mm-hmm. and, and challenging it's certainly not a, it's certainly not a scenario for people who are um, relatively new to the game um, I I think it's probably a scenario that, you know, is, is more for a more experienced player, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. So next week, I guess next time, sorry to so say, we'll be venturing into the temple itself, into the ruins. Yeah. And find out what happened to the Etzli.
0: Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, so I'm very much looking forward to, well, I guess we'll get to, we've got a bit of a Christmas break, of course, and uh, I should yeah. just uh, just um, just say, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to all our listeners, and thank you so much for listening this year, it's been really fantastic. Yeah, so, um, yes, Merry Christmas, everybody, and... Uh, yes,
1: and enjoy the break if you don't celebrate.
0: Yeah, and... Um, we will, uh, uh, we will see you on the uh, other side, twenty twenty three, uh, and uh,
1: yes yeah, as, as we venture deeper into the jungle, jungle.
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it now. So, thanks very much for listening. Like, comment, and subscribe. And um, yeah, uh, I'm Krabby Terra Eight. I'll see you next time.
1: And I'm Kathleen. Bye. Bye. So, as usual, thank you for listening. Uh, We're on all the major podcast platforms, so please subscribe on your podcast service of choice. And if you have any feedback, you can email us on ftextpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at textflavor. So on behalf of Krabby Terra and myself, thanks for listening. and We'll see you next time. Bye.